So we're looking in Matthew in chapter 11 and verse 28, 29 and 30. And this is Jesus speaking. And this is what he says. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now the first thing we notice there is the word come. And Jesus is saying to all those who can hear him, come unto me. So that's the first thing that we must do. We must come unto Jesus. Because the rest of what he says is irrelevant if we don't come to him. Because he said, after that, all you that labor and are heavy laden. So he's calling all those that are laboring and have a heavy burden to be laden with something, is to have something laid upon you. And I, you might just like different translation, but that's what my translation says. And I will give you rest. It's something he will give you. If you don't have it, if you're heavy laden, if you're labouring, and that word labour would be better translated wearied, to be wearied or fatigued, to be fatigued or wearied. So they're fatigued and wearied because of the heavy laden that they're bearing. You've heard the phrase, a beast of burden. You often think of a mule, which is a cross between, or a donkey, is it a cross between a mule? A mule is a cross between a donkey and a horse, isn't it? I think I'm right in saying that. Anyway, whichever way it is, I'm sure whoever's listening will correct me if I'm wrong. And they, be, they were bred like that for one purpose only because they were strong and they could bear heavy burdens and this is what he's talking about here so like that beast of burden was carrying a heavy laden if they ha were carrying too much weight they couldn't manage could they they needed the weight they were carrying to be reduced so it wasn't being overburdened. And this is what Jesus is saying to people, to you and me. If you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if you're laboring to try and find rest, you can't, not unless you come to me. Because you might be laboring to find rest, <clears throat> which is another aspect of what he could be saying. 
you could be <coughs> chasing after some sort of rest which you'll never find and it's wearing you down, it's become a burden to you say so come to me could be your circumstances you find them overbearing too difficult and you're laboring to try and put things right and you can't in fact the more you labor the more difficult it becomes and the more frustrated you become and the more wearied you become he said come to me and he promises that if you do that all you who are laboring and have a heavy burden I will give you rest I'll do it I'll give you rest and then he goes on to say take now he's offering you something here take my yoke upon you and learn of me so you know what a yoke is is when you get two oxen ploughing a field or grinding corn I'm sure you've seen them grinding corn of some sort, some sort of grain. If you put two together and one decides I want to go that way or one is a bit weak or one is this, that and the other, it can end up in quite a problem. So they always match the two animals so they're equally matched in their strengths, in their health. So they're going round. One is not carrying the other they're both going together either ploughing the field and the yoke of oxen that's why it's called a yoke of oxen because they're yoked together sometimes two yokes two in front two behind even six oxen if it's a big field and you're a very rich person you can afford six oxen but they're equally matched and when they're grinding the corn they're equally matched and he says to take my yoke so Jesus has got a yoke and you can keep your little jokes about eggs to yourself just there but he's talking about being yoked with you or you to take his yoke upon you so it's something you put up on yourself see the yoke was on the shoulders of the animals of the beasts so it'd be one one side one the other and he's asking you he's asking me take my yoke so Jesus was yoked Jesus was yoked to who do you know he was yoked to his father they were working together they were always doing the same thing Jesus said whatever I hear my father do, say I do it he says I work and my father work hitherto we're both working all the time they were yoked together him and his father and Jesus said well come into my yoke take my yoke upon you and learn learn of me so it's almost like he's saying right let's take my yoke 
and I'll show you how it's done. This is how it's done. Come. So if you go to school and you learn something, you learn how something's done, don't you? You learn how to do something, which is the same as saying you learn how, some, how something is done. So Jesus says, take my yoke on you and learn of me. More literally, learn from me. So watch what I do, listen to what I do, and do it with me. That's what he's saying. Learn from me. And he says, I, I'm meek. I'm lowly in heart. I'm not proud. I'm not arrogant. I'm not lofty. I'm meek. I'm base. I'm right down there with the lowest of the low. I'm a nobody, really, in the eyes of the world. But in his father's eyes, he was precious. Learn of me. So he wants you to learn his meekness. He wants us to learn his lowliness. The opposite to being lofty is to be lowly. The opposite to being proud is to be humble or meek, as we read here. Jesus says, that's what I am. I am meek. I am lowly in heart. So in his heart, that was his disposition. So a person's disposition always comes out in their mouth, in their actions, the way they live, the way they treat other people. You can soon tell if someone is lowly and meek by the way they treat others. You know, where there's a gentleness in their spirit, where there's a, a softness in the voice, where there's no arrogance, there's no pride. That's what Jesus is like, and he wants you to learn, learn from me. Then he says, and you shall find rest for your souls. So when we learn of him that is meek and lowly, having taken his yoke upon ourselves, then we shall find rest for our souls. We'll find it. You'll never find rest for your soul when you're proud, when you're arrogant, if you're unforgiving. You've got to be like Jesus to find rest, because he was in rest all the time. He was resting in his Father's will. He was resting in his Father's love. He was resting. There he wasn't striving about anything. He was in perfect rest. His spirit was still. His disposition was still. Everything about him was still. His voice, there was a calmness that came out of his mouth. Calmness, a gentleness, a sense of security in those who heard. There's something about this man that makes me want to be like him. There's something about 
this person called Jesus that I find attractive. He's not like those who are proud and arrogant. He's not like those who talk to me in a way that hurts me. He talks to me in such a way that I know that he loves me. And we know that he loves us because he died for us. But he's asking us now to come to him. Come unto me. That's something we must do. It's not something we can imagine that we've done or imagine that we're going to do. It's something we have to do. In the same way, if I come to you, I have to make a movement, don't I? I have to come from where I am to where you are, you are and vice versa. So to come to Jesus, you have to make that step or those steps to come to him. And I just want to say that he's here now because he's promised to be. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, I'm there in the midst. Come to me. And that second word there, what it says, rest, you shall find rest unto your souls, is different than the first word. It's like the first word in verse 18, which says, I will give you rest. That's something he gives us. That's a free gift. I will give you rest. But this rest is something you'll find. It's different. You'll find rest in yourself. You'll find that this rest makes you free. It's a freedom to be yourself, to be entirely yourself in God, in Christ. It's like, have you ever seen, um, have you ever been to a park where people are playing tennis? Not championships, I mean just people relaxing, playing tennis. And um, you see them there. This is what comes to my mind. This is the sort of rest that Jesus is talking about. It's not sitting down. It's a rest in your disposition. It's a rest in your consciousness. It's a freedom. It's a liberty. So I'm just thinking of the girlie there in the, the tennis skirt and the, the lightness. You can just picture it and absolutely free. She's not bound down with weights around her ankles or weights on her wrists like a, like a slave. And there's a, a, a whole sense of almost floating. That's the sort, that's what that means. It's a rest like, if you go to a cinema, I don't know if you ever go to a cinema, they used to have a thing called an intermission. So you didn't... When I was young, younger, my brother and my friends we used to go to watch horror films. That's the sort of thing we liked. Don't know why, but we did in those days. So, you know, we knew it was a load of rubbish anyway. But that's probably why we went. <laughs> but in the middle of the film, it would break and they'd have an intermission. So they could rest from the intensity of watching the film could relax. And that's what the word means. 
you shall find rest. It's an intermission. It's like so you can then you can buy an, an ice cream, a, a Fanta <laughs> drink, and make that terrible noise when you're at the bottom. But that's what it means. It's an intermission. It, it, it's a, it's a, it actually is the word, literary translation, would be entertainment. And it doesn't mean in the sense that you're watching a television or, or watching that film because you've got an intermission, obviously. But it means you're free. You're free, you know, to go for a walk. You're free to... There's no burden. There's no, there's no constraints on you. There's no legality. There's, there's nothing weighing you down. You're completely free in your soul, in your life. Like someone's opened the door and you realised, ah, and off you go. You know, skipping through the tulips as they used to sing. <laughs> like out in the, in the open air. It, like your soul has found something that you've always wanted. I've always wanted to know this freedom, this intermission in my life. When I'm not being lay weighed down by this and by that and I have to do this, I have to do the other. And Mary found this because her sister Martha was the one who was always busy when Jesus came. Oh, let's, we've got to do this, we've got to do that, we've got to do the other, we've got to this and that and the other. They make all the pots and pans. We cleaned them once, now we've got to make them shiny. Uh, we've got to make sure everything's like this, like that when we have guests and visitors or whatever, and she was weighed down. But Mary just sat at Jesus' feet, listening to him. And that's the sense of this. She wasn't encumbered with all these things that prevented her. To be encumbered with something means that you are being prevented to do something else by your current circumstances. Is preventing you because you're encumbered, you're surrounded by things that preventing you from doing an alternative thing. And that's the whole sense of this. That's all removed. And that's what you will find when you learn of Jesus. And the reason you will is because he's meek and lowly. People who are meek and lowly have no burdens. They're not weighed down. It's the people who are pride and arrogant and th people who think this extra special. They're the ones who really get weighed down and in fact one of the curses of this world is money. And people say, oh if we have money you can do anything. Well, you'll find that the majority of people who've got lots of money are the people who are most distressed, most unhappy, because they've realised that money cannot bring them happiness. But the meek and the lowly young lady on the tennis court or skipping through the fields, she hasn't got a care in the world, because her whole attitude, her whole disposition is entirely different. So Jesus, let's just recap and I'll finish. Jesus is saying to all those 
who've got ears to hear, those that are laboring, those that are fatigued, is what the word means, wearied, and those who are overburdened, like a beast of burden, taken on too much. Just come to me. What could be more simple than that? Come to me. And I will give you rest. And then, as we've said, take my yoke upon you. Because I'm yoked with my Father. And learn me. Learn, learn from me. Learn of me. I'm meek and lonely in heart. And until we take that yoke upon us, we can never know what Jesus is like. The real Jesus who is meek and lowly in heart. And then you shall find that rest for your souls. And then he finishes by saying this. For my yoke is easy. It's not difficult. You see, you see those two beasts of burden, oxen going around in the mill, dragging that big, turning that big stone, the stone's sort of, sort of halfway across from the middle, going round and round as they're walking round and crushing the seed. It's easy. It's easy. My yoke is easy. And my burden, the thing that I bear, like those beasts, it's light, it's, it's not heavy. It's not heavy. It's not bearing me down, it's not crushing me down, it's not destroying me. It's light. We have the phrase light and airy, don't we? Is that right? It's light. There's nothing heavy about Jesus. You know, some people are heavy, aren't they? Heavy in their manner. Heavy. Have you met them? Pretty heavy. The way they talk, the way they act. But the burden that Jesus bears is light. It's very easy to carry, very easy to bear, and his yoke is easy. It's not difficult. In fact, the word there, easy, my yoke is easy, could be translated gentle, gracious, kind. My, my yoke is, is gentle, is kind. And, and is the word burden there could also be translated my task, that which I have to do. It's not heavy, my service is not heavy. That which I need to accomplish, my service, is not heavy. Amen. So, there we are. You know what to do. If you're heavy laden, if you're burdened, 
If you're looking for rest, he'll give it to you if you come to him. And if you learn of him, learn what he's like by taking his yoke upon you. Father, we thank you, <coughs> Lord, you speak ever so plainly to us. Ever so simple, Lord. You're not like a computer program. You have to learn all the code and everything. You just simply come and say, come to me. And I'll give you rest for your soul. All you that are heavy laden, burdened. I will give you rest if you just come. Thank you, Lord. So we come to you now. We come to you, Lord Jesus. Lord, to, to know you, to take your yoke upon us. That we might be unburdened and delivered from the burdens that weigh us down. By changing it for your yoke. Because some of us are yoked with a yoke that's heavy. Some of us are with a yoke that's not gentle. It's coarse and hurtful and painful to walk with it on. But your yoke is gentle and gracious. So Lord, we come to take your yoke upon us and exchange our yoke for yours. We might be like you in every way, Lord. So we thank you for this opportunity. Amen.